Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness live from the Lakeland University studios. Offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Bart Lundy, the new head coach for the Milwaukee Panthers, joins us in one half hour. Bart Lundy, new head coach for the Panthers, one half hour from right now. Looking forward uh, to talking to the new coach uh, and getting his thoughts on how you get to building uh, the Panther program going forward. And uh, the Panther program obviously didn't live up to expectations this year. Uh, had injuries and a whole bunch of other stuff going on over there. So anxious to hear his plan. And for those of you that don't know, he was at Marquette um, at one point earlier in his career as well. So it's not like you know you didn't know anything about Milwaukee. Plus, I believe his wife is from Shorewood or lived in Shorewood for a while. Um, so that plays into it. So there's a, a local tie-in uh, for Coach Lundy. Yes, Adam, you look like you want to talk. No, yes. I, I just wanted to say when I was driving into work this morning, going down 94, I saw the Welcome to Milwaukee Coach Lundy billboard. Nice. Very nice. Over on by uh, 27th Street, I think. I've determined that when it snows out, I do not take the interstate. I uh, roads take, are actually not bad. I take the other roads. And I've also determined, Adam, uh, that now that I'm getting older, I usually tend to never take the interstate. I tend to normally take the other roads because I'm You're a older. back roads kind of guy? I am now. Never used to be. Used to be all about the highway and get there as quickly as possible. Now I'm not usually in all that much of a hurry. I take my time uh, going to wherever I'm going. So, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, okay, so we'll talk to Coach Lenny in a half hour. I want to do this uh, here to start off. And I'm confused... By the first piece of sound I'm going to play for you. Very confused. I have two pieces of sound to play from two different people. Okay? The first piece I'm going to play for you, both concern Giannis, by the way. The first piece of sound I'm going to play for you is of a guy that doesn't really give a bucks a whole bunch of love for years on end really wasn't about giving Giannis any praise for the longest of time. Anti-Giannis and anti-Bucks for quite a while. Now, same dude now, all of a sudden, is now finally come around to Giannis. It appears. Now, there is good and there is bad, right? So, first of all, good is... Nick Wright just came out and threw a bunch of praise at Giannis saying he should have been MVP, okay? That's good because that gets in the voters' heads, whatever the case may be, because people watch that stuff. People see these videos on social media. So maybe he gets into their heads a little bit about maybe Giannis getting this MVP vote. Now, I get another dude who is pretty much saying the same thing. The only problem is I don't really know from a credibility standpoint how much he really uh, has when it comes to members of the media taking his word for who to vote forth and so forth. I think this dude, when he talks, gets a lot of eye rolls from across the country whenever he says half the stuff he says, okay? So maybe it's not taken as seriously uh, at the end of the day. But having said it, 
at least it's another person talking positively about Giannis. If you haven't figured it out, it's Kendrick Perkins doing his podcast, uh, and this is what he had to say. I got to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. We on the same page. We on the same page. And and I think, look, we talk about all these MVP candidates. We talk about Joel Embiid and Jokic and people bringing up Devin Booker. We even brought up Ja. But, man, we keep dismissing the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks have the most dominant player in basketball. And Giannis Antetokounmpo. Do you remember? Swaggoo, let me tell you something. It's disrespectful for us to do it. Yes, he's averaging. Go ahead. I want to look. He's averaging 29.7 points a game, 11 rebounds, and 6.8 assists. Mind I tell you the impact that he has on the defensive end. And so – I feel like when it comes down to Giannis, we're getting bored with him like we did with LeBron LeBron, when he was in the East. And we keep trying to find that new MVP. And the real MVP is sitting right in front of us, and he keep making this case year after year. So that's Perkins uh, and Swigoo. It's called Swigoo and Perk, the podcast. It's Marcus Spears uh, and Kendrick Perkins. And they're having a conversation about what team comes out of the East. And Perkins goes on this whole thing about the real MVP is Giannis. Like, he's right there. That's your MVP. Now, to me, I saw it. I was like, huh, how about those apples? You're giving some love to Giannis. Kendrick Perkins, of all people. Okay. Normally, I'm one of those people that just eye roll Kendrick Perkins. Like, whatever, dude. Right? What? I, it is what it is. Like, I don't play it usually on the air. Try to avoid it. Um, but this was actually positive. So, I was like, okay, I get down with this. Now, again, you know, I don't disagree with him, and I think he is right probably to a certain degree about LeBron James uh, and how people kind of got bored with it and were trying to find the next great thing. But Giannis just can't start it, y'all. I mean, Giannis ain't in his 30s or anything of the sort. He's going to be around for a while. So if you're already getting Giannis fatigue at this point, oh, boy, you haven't even seen it yet. Like, he's still getting better, which is crazy because we've been saying it for, like, what, seven years Every year, oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's getting better. We've asked, has he peaked? When is he going to peak? Is he close to peaking? What percentage does he have left before he peaks? And he just keeps raising the bar, raising uh, the standard uh, for his play and meeting it year in and year out. So that's Kendrick Perkins. So that one there, I was like, okay, this is good. This is real good. Then I see this other nonsense of audio. From J.J. Reddick's podcast. Now, this one here got me mad. Now, th- this we took this audio from uh, Pro City Hoops. Uh, and it's Joel Embiid uh, with uh, J.J. Reddick. Uh, the old man and, uh, is it what's it called? The old man and three uh, is what they're known as on Twitter, presented by J.J. Reddick. Um so here we go. Here is Reddick, uh, and then whoever the the main co-host is, uh, and Joel Embiid, and Embiid is right there with him having this conversation. And listen to the conversation about the MVP race uh, from former Buck, by the way, traded Tobias Harris for him, uh, JJ Reddick. What two of the three? Two or three of the best two. You know, two of the three best players. That's why I said two of the three. Was it the? Wait, so if you say two Good of questions. the three, so Who's that means I'm either one, two, or three. Yeah, and you're, that means that means me and KD we only two or three. So who's the number one? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I'm saying I, I'm not going to make an argument about who okay. the three best no, players no, in the I'm, world I'm, are. I just want to know let who's other up there. people make that argument. I'm just saying in my eyes, like you're you're one of the three best players in the world. Okay. So is Kevin. I, That's what, so, that was my point. So I'm not going to get into one, two, third, three, though? three, two, one. It's not I just want to know who's that third. Jokic. 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 Okay. Jokic. Uh, Where's Giannis? He, he's in. He's in the next group. I mean, he's Dang. like. But it's it's so hard. There's too many good players now. There's too many good players, Joe. Oh, that's the Finals MVP. <laughs> too many good players. <laughs> two times MVP, Finals MVP. Back in ESPN, yeah, Finals MVP, two time MVP, and that dude doesn't even have Giannis in his top three. Don't even have Giannis in his top three. JJ Redding. Now, we were just talking about my distaste for Duke. Guess where J.J. Reddick played? Duke. My distaste for J.J. Reddick, the Tobias Harris trade. 
So I don't like J.J. Redick. And when J.J. Redick was here, didn't really seem to me like he had any interest in being here. So never liked him to begin with. And now this just adds to it. But have no fear. This is what I want to know from you. Do you think that Perkins, Nick Wright, and even though Reddick didn't put him in his top three, but because MB brought him up and kind of went after him a little, not really went after him, he was laughing, talking about how is he not in your top three, and this now is circulating around social media, do you think there can be enough of a media push right now of people talking about Giannis for MVP that might get him the MVP? That's what I want to know. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Do you think there can be enough of a media push from the talking heads on TV and the former players talking about Giannis and the MVP to get Giannis another MVP award? Because it feels like in the last couple of days here, because of the Philly game, that there's a little bit of push. we got three guys now including a current player in Joel Embiid, talking about Giannis and MVP. Do you think there can be enough of a push to win him the award? Because right now, based on the little ESPN straw poll we talked about earlier in the week, the man is third. Third. So, to go from third to first, you're going to have to change a lot of people's minds in order to vote for Giannis. Leroy... I believe Leroy has said this before, that these talking heads on TV kind of program you to a little bit. They kind of run the narrative. They put crap into your heads or whatever the case may be, and a lot of people tend to buy into run with it. Well, if this person says this, I'm with them, right? That's how we're going to go. I don't know if it's in the same aspect as a writer, but I do think when you hear one after another after another after another Bring up Giannis MVP, Giannis MVP, Giannis MVP. If that continues to happen for the next couple of weeks, where every day you're hearing somebody else talking about Giannis and MVP, you might be able to sway enough people to get him another MVP. Maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe I'm just a Bucks fan that loves my team and wants to see Giannis win another MVP. Maybe. But I, I'm, I'm tending to, to have a little bit of hope here that maybe, just maybe, He can come storming from third place and win this thing if if the national people continue to bring it up and talk about it. What do you think? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. Let's go to Kavika. Listening on the Odyssey app in Hawaii. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Kavika? Hey, thanks for always taking my calls and listening to me rant and rave but you know i i really think that the bucks are getting a lot of love from these writers and espn and I, I, it, it sounds like 75 percent of these guys are picking the bucks come out of the east whether yes. it's just their cohesiveness or Giannis or you know the way they play they're pretty deep and and like i was saying i the only thing is man god katie he can pull up from the parking lot you know, and, and it's scary what he can do and, and, and the skill that Kyrie has. Although I think the Bucks, you know, they play more as a team and they're deeper. Uh, I think Bobby, he's he's a little, you know, he's a little lost right now because he's coming off the bench. He, he might be sulking a little bit. You know, I've been looking at his stats there. You know, he'll find his way, and I, I think the Bucks will be good. Uh you know, if they play Brooklyn, if if it happens in the first round, hey, I rather happen. It rather happen now than happen in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I'd like to see it in the first round. Brooklyn in the box, just go at it. Be interesting. It'd be close. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks can do it. As far as Giannis, I don't think they're going to give it to Giannis. I think everybody knows that he's probably the best. Player in the world. I think. Know? I mean, they, I, don't even, they don't even mention KD, and he's there too. Right. So, you know, he won two already. But this is the thing, Kavika. I think we start talking about the media having to continue talking about it. I think he needs to show out tonight, and they have to beat the Nets. Like on TNT, whole world watching, go drop 40, 
beat the Nets as a team, and I think you get even more people talking about Giannis and MVP at the end of the day. Thanks for the call, Kavika. I mean, that to me, that's what is going to kind of help push this forward. He took care of Embiid. That was one of the MVP candidates. Now, the one team that everybody seems to think is going to give you problems, and we had Ian Eagle on earlier uh, today on the Wendy's Big Show, a voice of the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and he said, hey, man, do you think anybody wants to play the Nets in the first round at this point? And I was like, nope. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I don't think the Bucs want to play the Nets in the first round. Not that they should be scared necessarily, but that's the one team where people think is going to present a problem for the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go to Cameron Westside. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness uh, here uh, on The Fan. What's up? What's up, What's Cameron? Going on? Thank you for having my call, Sparky. Sure. But to be honest, Sparky, we know they ain't going to give it to Giannis. We know that. All we wearing about is bringing the gold trophy. That's all we care about because at the end of the day, we know who the best player in the world is. He proved that. He proved that. And everybody want to shy away from it, that's fine. That's fine for me. Go win the chip. He'll have two. He'll have two without the respecting Giannis. That's big for me than anything else, that he's showing it over and over again what he has to do to get MVP. I can care less. I know he's the best player in the world. I agree with you. I, I think that. he's the best player in the world as well. So you don't care if he wins the MVP or not. I don't I don't care because now we set up just take a look at it. When the last time we talked about Milwaukee going for another title man. So for proving Giannis to give us that, he's my MVP. I, I'm not it's saying he's – I, I think we're all misunderstanding. I think we're misunderstanding what I'm talking about here. We're talking about him being able to come back and win the award. The question was, do you care if he wins? That wasn't the question. The question is, yeah. do you think he can get enough momentum uh, from the people in the media talking about him being MVP to actually win the MVP? Okay, check this out. They are they, – they have something against Giannis because he came from overseas. We already know that. For him being a player and how they hype him, they try to hype him up. But Cameron, he won multiple MVPs already. He's one defensive player, most improved. He's won all the awards. That's what I'm saying. He's doing all this, and and for JJ Redick and all the all the analysts to do that, they're still not giving his just due. Who cares, Giannis? Give us another gold ball. Listen, I don't think he cares. Thanks for the call. I, I don't think Giannis cares. Got me honest. I didn't think this question was that hard to figure out. I'm just asking whether or not do we think that Giannis can come back and win this. The question is not do you care about Giannis winning the award. The question is not do you think Giannis cares about winning the award. That's not the question. The question just is do you think between Kendrick Perkins talking about Giannis being the best player in the league, and then Reddy talking with Embiid and not including Giannis in the top three, and Embiid coming back with like, dude, two time MVP, NBA Finals MVP, and he's not in your top three? So from that standpoint, and then Nick Wright yesterday on his whole big thing about Giannis is number one uh, as far as he's concerned, and nobody's touching the Bucs in the Eastern Conference playoffs and everything else, forward momentum. And again, we have human beings voting. This is not done by a computer. It's our human beings uh, casting votes before the end of the regular season. I think tonight's big. I think if he shows out tonight and they beat the Nets, and then you have even more people talking about him going into the weekend, I think that helps a ton. Tony in Oak Creek, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tony? Hey, Sparky. Yeah. I, I Honestly, when it comes to whether or not he has the momentum to, to sway everybody to get the votes, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to to change people's minds, you know. Even if the Bucks play amazingly over the next, you know, stretch, and and Giannis just goes off. But at the same time, like like the previous caller, I know that this isn't the question that you posed, but like the individual accolades that players get, you know, MVP. Like we feel it every season with Rodgers, you know. Like it just puffs them up. And I know Giannis tends to be like the most humble basketball player that we've ever seen. He's done, he but, did a dad joke after they beat the Sixers and he had a huge block. Exactly. I'm, I'm just, you know, he's, he's not looking for those accolades, but I just, I, I hate them because then it like, it puts them, it elevates them over the, the whole, the, the whole part of the team, you know, like it, it makes it. So you think if Giannis wins another MVP, he won't be grounded. 
No, I never not saying that. I just said I overall I hate individual accolades in general in team sports. Gotcha. If it was like if it was something like boxing where it's an individual sport, then yeah, if you're the best, be the best. You know what I mean? You got you got your belts, you got everything else. I hate identifying individuals when it comes to a team sport because you know, we've seen it year after year even before we won our championship. Like we we had great players but we wouldn't come together as a team when we fall apart. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Thanks so, for the call. I, I, I appreciate the call. I um, I guess I had never thought about it, right, uh, as far as individual awards on a team sport. So does that mean that we don't give out a game ball after the game in football in the locker room? A game ball or two? Is that what that means? So, like, no MVP uh, of uh, finals. No uh, MVP of a league or anything along those lines. If you are concerned about a player's ego being blown up and inflated, then you have a problem already regardless if the guy wins the award or not. If you already think the guy's too high on himself, regardless if he wins the award or not, he's still going to be too high on himself. From that perspective. Like, if you got some guy that walks in and thinks, I can do what I want, when I want, because I'm that guy, and coach ain't going to get in my way, nobody else is going to get in my way, and I don't, again, this could be youth sports, this could be high school, college, pros, you, as a coach, have to figure out how to squash that as quickly as possible. Regardless if that person ever wins an individual award or not, that means that person's ego has been blown up along the way. Doesn't have to have whatever won an award. Could be mom and dad preaching them up, uh, you know, building them up. Could be friends building them up. Could be former coaches building them up, telling them everything that he or she wants to hear along the way. That is a problem in that person's upbringing and how that person has been pampered throughout their run. That's that. I don't. I don't think that I agree that we should, you know, not have individual awards. So I guess I will disagree uh, with Tony. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Adam Roberts just casually drops in a free agent move in the NFL. A pretty big free agent move in the NFL. Breaking news on the Big Show Network, powered by Odyssey and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Go ahead, Adam. Thank you, Sparky. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, we just mentioned him a little bit ago on the Troll. big show, yeah. re-signing with ESPN. Former Seahawks Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner signing a five-year $50 million deal worth up to 65 with the Los Angeles Rams per league sources. Wagner staying in the NFC West. Yeah. But Leroy will tell you that, hey, Packers calling everybody they're trying to get something done they're working hard they're trying they're trying meanwhile the rams have got Allen robinson bobby wagner and they continue to add pieces but hey the packers they're trying hard trying hard are the green bay packers goodness gracious sparky's midday madness live from the lakeland university studios offering evening and online master's programs learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started bart lundy the new head coach for the Milwaukee Panthers joins us coming up here in just a few minutes. Tournament continues to its conclusion. Spring training games are on and the place to watch all the big games. Or enjoy your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. If you missed the Iron Eagle interview from earlier today, go back, check that out uh, on BigShowNetwork.com or you can always uh, go and download that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, hit rewind and go back. It was an hour two of the show today. Uh, Ian Eagle talking Nets, uh, talking NCAA tournament. Uh, a lot of fun. Really good interview with Ian Eagle earlier. Thanks to him for coming on. 
Okay. Uh, real quickly here, because we only got a couple minutes before we get to uh, Coach Lundy. Did y'all see this article uh, in The Athletic uh, concerning Brian Cashman? So they've been um, getting bashed, I guess you could say, in New York because they haven't won the World Series since 2009. And for the Yankees, that's a, that's a long run. <laughs> Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees, told The Athletic, quote, the only thing that stopped the 2017 Yankees was something that was so illegal and horrific. So I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 09. Because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off. Really? Uh, okay. Cashman then acknowledged Wednesday that he still considers the science healing scandal when evaluating New York's recent dry spell. Quote, I'm past it now. But it does bother me when it comes up. We built something that I can't tell you we would have won. I can't tell you we would have beat the Dodgers. But I do feel pretty confident that that team, the Astros, wasn't stopping us if it wasn't for those advantages. That's all. This is my thing. So first of all, you know me. I'm always going after people that cheat and everything else. I don't disagree with them. 2017 Yankees, maybe y'all would have went to the World Series. Maybe y'all would have beat the Dodgers. Maybe you would have had a World Series championship. Maybe that's all true. But y'all haven't won a World Series since 2009. That's 13 years. And in 13 years, you as general manager, that you've been general manager the whole time, decide to pick out one year. Hey, in the last 13 years, the Yankees have had one legitimate chance to win this thing, and cheaters beat us. What do you want me to do? Dude, that is not going to fly. Like, if I was in New York, on the fan in New York, I'd be losing my mind. You were better off trying, saying, hey, man, you know, we've, we've torn it down. We built it back up. We think we're in a good position this year to kind of end this thing. I know Yankees fans have high expectations. We're going to get this done. Okay, cool. But to fall back on, we got screwed one year in 13, and that's why we don't have a title? Stop. That's nonsense. You're the damn New York Yankees. You have one of the highest payrolls in all of baseball. Don't be relying on that one year in 13 years. If you're the Reds or the Pirates or the Brewers, Okay, fine. I'll hear that. Like, we don't get a lot of chances at this because we're a small market. We can't compete with the bigger payrolls, whatever. We had a chance and we got screwed. Okay, that I'll hear. But when you're the Yankees, the Dodgers, these teams with gigantic payrolls, don't come at me with one year you got screwed when you've had one of the top payrolls in baseball forever and should have been there a hell of a lot more times than the exceptional one right, that you're claiming you got cheated out of by the Astros. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I think it made them look even worse by saying something like that. General manager, New York Yankees, Brian Cashman. Up next, Bart Lundy, the head coach of the Milwaukee Panthers. We'll talk to him straight ahead here. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, affordable family fun. Check them out, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. I'm heading to the Admirals game coming up on Sunday. I got uh, one of those pop-it uh, pencil boxes that my kid's going to go crazy about. Spider-Man's there. Iron Man is there. I think kids get to skate on the ice maybe after the game or something along those lines. We'll talk with the president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, tomorrow. Uh, on the Madness, because they got promotions going on tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, all three days over there at Panther Arena, where the Admirals play. Also, happens to be where the Milwaukee Panthers play. Imagine that. Joining us now in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, the new head coach for the Milwaukee Panthers. He is uh, Coach Bart Lundy. Coach, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sparky. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, I, I also can't wait to meet all the uh, folks with the Admirals and uh and see if we can establish relationships with them as well. Uh, the first person that you need to meet is Mike Wojciechowski. They call him Wojo. Uh, and uh, if you have never met him before in your previous time in Milwaukee at Marquette, and uh, he will give you the proper tour, if you've never done it, over the a day or two of everything you need to eat and drink at the Wisconsin State Fair. <laughs> yes. That, okay. he, he, yeah. he, that is his baby. That's his Christmas. Uh, and Wojo will show you the right way to do things at the State Fair. Uh, so, Coach, obviously you were here before. Well, well, my, my, my children and I, don't mean to interrupt, my children and I do have fond memories of the, of the State Fair, especially with the, uh, with the uh, cream puffs. And yes. uh, we, we found out. We found out firsthand that uh, if you get those on you, which we had a, a huge cream puff fight, uh, that <laughs> it, it takes about 10 minutes and it uh, becomes really uh, unpleasant yes. after uh, after about 10 minutes. A cream puff fight. Now we're talking. All right. Uh, so, Coach, <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, your time at Marquette and how that all came about, how you ended up at Marquette, and how that played out over the years that eventually led you to leaving and obviously finding your way eventually to Queens. Yeah, I mean, I, it. it uh, I, I said this uh, in our in the press conference. One of my favorite sayings, and uh, and and I will give credit to George Raveling, uh, who's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, he said, it, "When you when you go up, you gotta plant seeds, plant flowers, because when you come down, you have to pick them." And I needed a job at that time, and um, had. Uh, an acquaintance, I would say it was no more than an acquaintance uh, with with Buzz, and uh, he needed something that I could provide, and he was kind enough to give me an opportunity, and uh, it's one of the, the best three years of my career, and, and uh, forever grateful, and it got me to Milwaukee, and I learned the city, and, you know, things have kind of come full circle now. Isn't the entire coaching community an acquaintance of Buzz Williams at some point in their life? <laughs> they are. They are. That's why it's uh, amazing that it picked me. I'm, uh, but I am grateful. That dude talks to everybody, knows everybody. I mean, his story and his journey, that's insane, too. Uh, and then, you know, how he ended up and where he's been and his run now in the tournament and so forth. Uh, big. I like Buzz. Uh, so uh, let's talk about now Queens. You get there. Um, and you put up an immaculate uh, coaching record there, you know, 75% winning percentage in the whole deal. Talk about the difference, I guess you could say, in recruiting there versus what recruiting is going to be like maybe at Milwaukee, part of this Panther program. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be different. Uh, you know, uh, I, I had uh, been from um, most of my career in, in the Carolinas and, and uh, I know uh, everyone and uh, and by the time, uh, you know, I left Queens uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I would say that our program had that state wired up recruiting wise better than better than anyone in the state uh, as far as knowing who who, what, when and where and and uh, and being involved with every kid that we needed to be. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to ask for help from the folks in Wisconsin and Illinois and Michigan and. Uh, I'm going to have to do the same work and and show them we're going to treat the kids right and develop them into pros and win games. Um, but it, it will it will take time to get it wired up like we had it at Queens. Um, but but it's uh, you know Milwaukee is uh, is the perfect job to do it with with uh, you know other than maybe the Badgers who who have more graduates than than we do in the state. But uh, I think we're second on that list. So there's a lot of folks out there willing to help. Um, I've I've seen the outpouring of um, not only not only support but 
willingness to say, hey, uh, here, coach, go get, go after this kid, go after that kid. Let me know what you need. I'm, I'm going to help you get in this door. So that's all we need is a little help in hand and, and then go in and, and uh, sell our product, which I think is going to be pretty good. All right, so let's talk about developing and putting together your coaching staff then. How critical is it for you to have – you know, a guy or two guys that have the connections already with inside the state of Wisconsin or Illinois or Michigan, like you're talking about. No, it's, it's really important. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm here at the final four now. And, uh, other than a couple of, uh, uh, obligations I have with the, with the national association of basketball coaches, uh, I'm here solely to, to make sure that I'm hiring the right people. And for, for this first staff, it's it's uh, maybe the most important thing I'm going to do. So and but some of some of the some of the guys that uh, I need to look at aren't here. You know they're they're uh, they're up in Milwaukee still, or they're in uh, or they're in Chicago. And uh, I'm touching all those bases, and uh, I'm not ta- I'm taking my time with these hires. I want good basketball coaches, but also folks that know the landscape and can help us get the right kids. I'm going to ask you a lot of these questions, and it may drive you crazy. But it's just because I'm I'm a curious dude. Um, so when you put together uh, this coaching staff, I remember having talks over the years with NBA personnel, uh, and anytime there would be a new head coach in the NBA, uh, I would always be told they got to go get a gray hair, uh, to be on that coaching staff. Somebody that's been in the league for a long time, knows the ins and outs, knows everything to kind of be that right-hand person to a first-time coach in the NBA or whatever. To me, looking at, at college basketball, how important is it to have a younger guy or two, maybe closer to the age of the high school kids, maybe a former player or something like that, that they can relate to on the staff? Well, I have no hair, so I, I, <laughs> I, know, I, I see that all hair, <laughs> all all hair references. You'll never um, get old, Coach. That's no, all that I, means. I, <laughs> well, I didn't have hair when I was young, so <laughs> I don't know that that matters. Um but uh, I, th- I think, you know, the way I look at it uh, is, is really in two ways. One, it's just like building your roster. You need to have balance. So you can't have a bunch of old guys that can't relate to the kids, but you also don't want a bunch of young guys that, uh, you know, that are, that, are, that are similar to your players. So, you know, we'll build it with some, with some uh, you know, guys that are young and, and uh, can do, can do uh, more dances than I can do. And then uh, some guys that uh, that are that are older and seasoned. But uh, the biggest thing that I want to make sure I've got is I've got I've got good basketball guys. You know, I, uh, I've I've been fortunate to be on um, some of these uh, committees that um, after the George Floyd death. Uh, and you know, one of the biggest complaints is in college basketball, you've got guys that are on staffs and all they do is chase players and recruit, and you're not developing them as coaches and you know, and, uh, and, and it really is a big issue in our game. And I want guys that are, that are developing coaches that are going to go out from Milwaukee and, and, uh, and they're going to become head coaches. They're going to become, you know, guys that we're proud of and, and, uh, you know, someday can give me a job when I need it. So, uh, that's, that's, that's important to me. And I think it's important for the development of our players. I had uh, John Hammond, former Bucks GM, uh, here years ago when he was trying to build the Bucks uh, as he was getting ready to draft Giannis eventually. He always wanted long, athletic guys that could essentially jump out of the gym and then you know, find the shooters to kind of complement them. That was kind of how he wanted to build a team, and he's kind of doing it the same way in Orlando if, if you look at his drafting uh, down there. Do you have kind of a... I don't know, a, a system that you want to put these kids in place and the type of athletes that you kind of want to put out there in your mind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, when you look at good coaches, in in my opinion, uh, you you can tell right away, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. And what, what we're going to try to accomplish is, is really be a, a pressure defensive team um, and and have those long athletic kids uh, that can really get after the ball. Uh, but then on the other side, we, we do want shooting. And I think in today's game, the more you, you can really only have maybe one out there, one guy out there that, that is not a threat. Uh, if, he, if, if you have more than one, they better have a special skill because you start to, you start to shrink your own floor. 
And in today's game, you need that floor as wide as you can and, and as spaced as you can get it. Uh, so it's it's a tricky combination. You know, it's not it's not easy to get. But we, we want athletic guys that can really get after the ball and then guys that can also shoot. So, uh, you know, it's going to take us a little time to get our roster there. Um, I'm I'm pleased with what we've got now with these kids returning. And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to work with them to make them, uh, you know, fit what we're doing. Um, and I'll have to adjust what I'm doing to, to what is already there and the guys and their skill sets. But uh, eventually, you know, I, I know exactly the kind of kind of player that we're looking for. And we don't go out and recruit everybody. We, we're, we're very selective. Uh, we don't throw a lot of offers out. Uh, we, we know what we want and we try to go get it. Talking with uh, Coach Bart Lundy, the new head coach for the Milwaukee Panthers. He's down in New Orleans for the Final Four. Uh, so he'll get to see some really good basketball down there for sure. Uh, when we talk about uh, this league that you're in now uh, and kind of how it all stacks up, how do you view this league as far as the competition level of it? Uh, I think it's it's uh, it's really competitive. I mean, very, very similar teams um, from what I've seen so far. Uh, good coaching. Um, it's uh not super big, not super athletic, uh, but but very skilled league. Um, I've been impressed with the coaching, especially the those teams that were that were winning or, or pushing to win the league uh, seem really really well coached. Um, but uh, I, I also think there's a lot of parity, and it's uh, it's a league that if you look over the last 10, 12 years, I think there's only two teams that have won multiple times. So. Uh, it's it's really almost anybody's league year in year out, and you don't see a dominant team uh, over the past decade for sure. So you know that's a, that's a good thing for the Panthers. I, I want to bring up another name, Bruce Pearl, who was at Milwaukee, who I got to know over the course of time, uh, and he uh, was a salesman, right? I mean, you remember that? I mean, he was a salesman in yeah. the community. Still is. Um, it still is everywhere he goes. Tennessee takes off his shirt, paints himself orange to try and, and get people to believe in him over Pat Summit and all that nonsense. Um, so that that's what he is, and I love Bruce Pearl for that. No question, I, I like Bruce. But to me, since Bruce left, Milwaukee hasn't been like in the conversation since that point. How important is it to you to get your you yourself and your your staff out there to kind of get yourself back out there in front of people again? I think it's, I think it's two things are important. One, obviously winning and, and having a fun product, you know, not only did Bruce uh, win, but they were fun to watch, you know, they were fun for not only Milwaukee, but the whole country uh, once he got it rolling. Uh, And then two, I've got, I've got to get out there and I've got to be, um, I've got to be approachable and I've got to be visible. And then the, the the players have to be good dudes. You know, they got to be good guys that everybody wants to root for. You know, nobody, you know, they, the, the students at Milwaukee have to walk across that campus. And when they see, you know, a star player, he's got to be a likable guy. I think that's really important. And, uh, and, and I think all that's achievable. I'm no Bruce Pearl. I'm not that kind of salesman. Uh, I'm more, I'm more of a ball coach, but, I'm, I've also learned over time that I've got to, on, on a daily basis, embarrass the hell out of myself to get people <laughs> interested in our product. Yep, so, that's true. And, I, and I'm willing to do that. That's awesome. He is. Coach Bart Lundy, I like him. UW-Milwaukee, the Panthers. Uh, and, again, uh, you are going to just, I think, love what he's able to put out there. And, again, he's already talking about recruiting local and staying here in the Midwest and so forth. So we'll see how it all pans out. Coach, continued success. Have fun in New Orleans. Thank you, Spark. Appreciate having me. You bet. You take Talk care. You, soon. you bet. There he is, Coach Bart Lundy, uh, on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com today. And up next, Rami Makloff with the Rami Show. Plus, Johnny Davis has announced his decision to stay at Wisconsin or to go to the NBA. We'll play. For you, his announcement next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness, broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, A.R. Adam Roberts, doing a great job producing the show today. John Greenberg and the Milwaukee Admirals will join us tomorrow on The Madness uh, at about 2.35. Looking forward to talking to him about, they got a bunch of promotions, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
and last I checked, I think they were in third place. So we'll talk some Admirals hockey and some promotions of what everybody can uh, do with the family over the weekend uh, over at Panther Arena. Rami Makhlouf is here. First, before we get to him, Johnny Davis, Badger guard, was on the jump on ESPN to make his announcement. And as I stated before, when I saw it was on the jump, there's no way he's going on the jump to say he's saying in Wisconsin. I just, I don't, I could not fathom that being the case. Uh, I don't know what he said because I was talking to Coach Lundy. So here we go from the jump on ESPN. So you had an incredible sophomore season with the Badgers, averaging nearly 20 points, over eight rebounds per game. But I understand you have some news that you'd like to share with us today. Yes. Uh, like I said, I would like to thank you guys for having me on today. Of course. Um, I also want to point out that, you know, my time here at Wisconsin was it was great. It was an unforgettable experience. Um, I thank all my coaches and my teammates that I had in my corner. And with that being said, I'd like to announce that I'll be declaring for the 2022 NBA draft and hiring an agent and can't wait for what happens next. Excellent. Congratulations, Johnny. What what led to the decision to enter this year's draft? Uh, after talking it over with my coaches and my family, uh, they thought it was the best decision for me. How would you best describe your game for our viewers who are watching and maybe aren't super familiar? How and how will it translate to the NBA? Uh, I would say I'm a very versatile guard who can score at all three levels, and I just love to compete. Uh, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes for my teammates to be the best that they can be and win games. Kendrick Perkins is in the studio here. He's nodding along, so he's like, yeah, competition, a competitor, that's what you need in this league. Is there a player in the league that I know you're the first Johnny Davis in Davis, but maybe that you pattern your game after? Uh, there's not one specific player. There's probably a few guys. I would say Devin Booker, mm. Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, a few of those guys. Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler. So, so you like to shoot a little bit. Devin Booker, or is it on the defensive end? Uh, I would say it's mostly on the defensive end. Mm. That's where I really hang my hat. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you hang your hat on the defensive end in the NBA. Johnny Davis, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. And we will see you in Barclays Center for the NBA draft. Congratulations again. Thank you so much, Malika. There you go. Johnny Davis, Malika Andrews uh, on the jump on ESPN. So he's going to the NBA. No really shock there. Uh, she asked him for comparisons. Uh, Jimmy Butler, no, I don't see Jimmy Butler. Donovan Mitchell, no, I don't see Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Devin Booker, maybe, but he's got to get better at shooting the outside shot. A lot, lot, lot better. But as far as you know, getting to the rim and how he looks and so forth, yeah, maybe. But but again, he's 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 a ways away uh, from getting to that point. But he yeah, nice year for Wisconsin. Kind of uh, didn't go as well as they got farther into the season for him. Uh, so we'll see what he does uh, in the NBA. The Bucks won't be drafting him because they won't be in the lottery to draft him. Rami Makhlouf joins us now from the Rami Show coming up next three two six, uh, and then of course after your show, it's the Journey House College Sports Show, the last one of the season tonight from six to eight with Down with Chillis. Uh, I'm actually going to be on the show at 7 o'clock tonight uh, to talk about the Final Four downset. So, looking forward to joining Don Wachillis tonight. Rami Makhlouf, what do you got coming up at 3? Who does he remind you of? You said not those guys. Who does he remind you of? I don't know, man. Who I guess do you think he is at the next level? I guess I'm a little bit concerned that he's not going to be a star player at the next level. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. He, he uh, When he was kind of under the radar, not on everybody's target, he was balling out. As people started to game plan for him a little bit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that started to slow down a little bit. So, you know, the next level, I don't know if people are going to game plan for him right away his rookie year necessarily, uh, but he's got a lot to work on to get his game to the point where he's going to be a star player. And if you're drafted in the lottery, fair or unfair, you're expected to be a star, especially if you're, say, a top 10 pick or a top 8 pick. Now, I don't know where he's going to go. You know, if he's at the very end of the lottery, maybe not as much pressure. But if I was a fan base and I drafted a guy in the lottery, I'm looking at him going all-star, right? That, that's kind of the expectation. I want you to be, you know, an all-star type player. You're not maybe a perennial all-star, but at least an all-star. Now, if you're drafted in the top three, top five, I'm kind of thinking perennial all-star. It's kind of what I'm hoping for as a fan in a market that has a team that can't win. That's what the hope is, right? right? We went through that enough with the Bucks, hoping and praying every year that one of these guys would work out. But you should also know that while, yes, you do hope that, I'm not saying you shouldn't hope that, like one in five guys in every top five is actually a perennial all-star, if that. You know what I mean? It's, it's I a, don't know. We'd have to go through and look. I've, I've not done it. I think when I went through and looked for baseball, mm-hmm. I think it was three of every five. 
Three of every five? Over okay. 20 years. All right. Maybe, maybe that I- was in the baseball amateur draft. Now, that was not uh, in the NBA draft. I've not done it for the NBA, but Tim maybe and I I'm, did it a Maybe few I'm ago. off with that. I mean, but it can't be more than two out of every five. We don't have to do the exercise right now. I'm just saying. It's not that many players from the top five. That well, if I'm I like get bored one of these nights, I mean, maybe this weekend if I get bored one of these days, I'm driving everywhere this hey, weekend. Hey, I've but. forgotten to ask you the last two days. On Monday, we did the topic of uh, what sports take makes you want to slap somebody, and you said there was one I can't think I, of it. that I always say, and if you heard it, you'd let me know. You couldn't think of it? No? No, I don't remember. Is it the... Uh, you can't always you can't judge everything based solely on results. Is that one? Uh, no, I don't think. Okay. No, I don't think. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. It's okay. not a big deal. Uh, but what's funny to me was as you just continue to evolve as a person. Now you're going to Alabama on vacations, and, as you should. Uh, yesterday, yeah. and now mm-hmm. I hear you your take on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That that was hilarious. I, I I texted you and said, "Who are you? What I do you don't mean? even know who you are anymore." What do you mean? You're the person who told me and Gary and Leroy mm-hmm. that as long as a person's not in jail on Sunday, he could play for you. This person hasn't been charged with any crimes, Deshaun Watson, at all in any way, shape, or form. I have said that, haven't and I? Yes, you have <laughs> multiple times. You've said that, and now all of a sudden, that might have been a now, slight exaggeration. All of a sudden. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want Deshaun just, Watson on your team. I can't. Deshaun man. Watson traded to the Bears for Justin Fields, and you would have said, nah. And I said essentially the same thing in Chicago, where you know we're, we're, we're quarterback starved. I was on the score last <laughs> yeah, week. you are. And I said the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, you, you, you continue to change and evolve. We all should, you know? Yeah. yeah, you definitely have. I don't know what happened on that five-day vacation of yours, but you came back something completely different. you think different. you're done growing and changing and evolving, you're Are doing, you, like, engaged or anything? No, dude. Something happened. Nothing I don't know what happened. In those five days you were gone, something big happened I'm in your life. You just, had a life-changing experience. Were you in a near-death car accident no. or something horrible? No. I told you what I did. You I didn't went, escape death or anything. I went to Chicago and drank and ate pizza. Did you get struck by lightning? <laughs> no, man. I did nothing of the Tell sort. You, something happened. My mate was looking nothing. at me like I'm crazy. I'm telling you, something no, happened to this I'm just, I'm just a person that's always growing and learning and changing. And, Again, become, and trying to become a better person. All things know? never said by Rami Makhlouf since 2005. Ever, 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 never, ever, ever said by this dude. Ever <laughs> since 2005. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.